morning and welcome to another Work Human Radio. My name is Mike Wood. I am your host, and I hope you and your family and friends are all doing well during this tough time. Um, as you know, we've been doing daily podcasts for our Keeping Work Human series, and today Steve Pemberton is going to be focusing on how uh, restaurants have been doing with their managing and their outlook for the future. We're going to be talking to a couple of restaurant uh, owners and workers. So here's Steve with a look at how restaurants are coping during this time. Hi, everybody. It's Steve Pemberton, the Chief Human Resources Officer at Work Human. And today for our Keeping Work Human series, I'm speaking with three people in the restaurant industry, which we know has been deeply and profoundly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. So today I'm joined by Yvonne Lemoyne, the founder and owner of Aiken Hospitality Group in New York City, Dave Houghton, General Manager at Blackstrap Barbecue in Winthrop, Massachusetts, and Taya Anks, the lead bartender at Lone Star Taco Bar in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yvonne, Dave, and Taya, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. So, Yvonne, I want to start uh, with you. Uh, how are you holding up personally and, and professionally in the midst of this pandemic? Uh, personally, I think it's just fine. I mean, besides the information that we're getting and kind of just losing your mind, trying to decipher things coming from the government or things coming from local government um, and just dealing with family, you know, just trying to keep everybody kind of calm and stay connected. See, uh, I mean, it, it's on a personal level, it's kind of amazing because I'm touching base with a lot of people that I haven't spoken to in years. You know, everybody's kind of reaching out. It's my grandmother, I think, takes the cake. She's like, I had a conversation with her for about half an hour, which is probably the longest I've spoken to my grandmother in, in quite a bit. We just opened a restaurant not too long ago. Um, and she's like, oh, okay, honey, I love you. You know, I'll call you a little later in the week now that you have time for me. Oh. And it kind of hurt a little bit, but she, she was me. Uh. You know, it, it's, it's true. We don't really, at least in the restaurant business, we're always so busy that we, we hardly take the time out to, to kind of, you know, to live what we preach. And that's like connection and human interaction and bringing people together. And, and on, on another personal note, I've been spending, because we just opened the restaurant not too long ago, like I've just been at work constantly. So I've had the time to, to just spend it with my, with my wife. I got married this past summer. And we just opened restaurants back to back. So we really haven't been able to take too much time together. So now it's just cooking, staying at home, being able to do projects that we haven't done in a while. Um, but just, I, I think just the, that human connection with my family has been, so now everybody is, is, it's a very raw feeling that I think everybody's having. You know, how are you doing? How are you holding up? It's like the first thing and you genuinely care and you, you have, you have the time to ask people how they're doing. That's that's beautiful on a on a professional level. It's it's been just very frustrating. Yeah, there's clearly a lot going on in in your world. You know, new, newly married, new business, uh, and uh, this wave um, you know hits all of a sudden. And you're in New York City, right? Uh, on top of it, which we know is the epicenter, um, you know, for for the country. And we too are watching everything that you just described. Um, the federal, state, local coordination, um, and I have the same kind of reaction that you do, right? Uh, I wonder how many of these folks you'd actually, that you specifically would open up a restaurant with in terms of your confidence and their abilities. Tell me a little bit about what's happening at, at the restaurant. Uh, you know, you, you close early. Uh, were you able and are you able to kind of pivot to a lot of what we're seeing, you know, curbside, uh, you know, delivery? What's the, 
you know, what's, what's been the impact really on operations and sustainability of, of your business? As soon as we started hearing what was going, coming down the pipeline, we started taking extra precaution. So then the, probably the week, the week before uh, Governor Cuomo actually declared to, that you could only do takeout, we started thinking of what precautionary measures we can really institute in the restaurant besides, you know, hand washing, uh, and the regular things that you, as a restaurateur, you should be doing and you should be enforcing anyway. These are strict protocols. You wash your hands. There's, there's, you know, there's signs at every bathroom. After you wash the bathroom, you wash, after you use the restroom, you must wash your hands. There's Purell everywhere. You know, everything, all plateware, cutlery, et cetera, has to be sanitized. Everything is very, it's a sanitary environment, but it's by, by law. This is what you have to do. So we're in constant contact with them, just asking them, like, is there any, anything else we can do? We even went as far as like we started washing things at the end of the day. We would take tables and chairs outside and washing them with soap and water. They said that was one of the best practices that we can do. We, we really went above and beyond up until that last weekend, right before they, they closed the, they closed everything. There's a food service establishment. If you come into our restaurant and you say, I got sick here, whether it's you or not, we're done. Like that's it. It's there's no going back after that for for us and because we're we're small enough that we can say you know what we're going to take a pause here uh, and we're going to take a step back figure things out and then we'll make an educated decision. So we literally closed that same Sunday before they said all restaurants are closed. That that is uh, clearly a lot that's unfolding all 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 at one time. And I'm, I'm glad to have uh, both Dave and Taya on as, as well, because I know that some of what you've talked about, they're experiencing uh, as well. Uh, so Dave, let me um, uh, spend a little bit of time talking uh, with you now. Uh, uh, but saying, you know, at least initial question about how you're doing personally, you know, how's the family uh, before we talk about the impact on, on a black strap. Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm holding up. Uh, the family's good. Uh, my wife's a school teacher, so obviously she's out of work now too, but, uh, she's still getting paid from her job. And, uh, I, I have a seven year old and a two year old. The, the two year old's just excited for all of us to be home all the time. Anyways, uh, the seven year old, now that we're in week, God knows what, I don't even know what day it is anymore, let alone what, how many weeks we've been here. But, um, He's, he's starting to show uh, some cracks. You know, it's, we go for family walks, but we keep our distance from everybody. Uh, we'll play catch in the backyard. We'll do a bunch of different things around the house. But, I mean, there's only so much you can do. You, you don't want to do so much screen time, but what else is there to do right now? So, I mean, we're doing good, though. We're holding up, you know. This is definitely the longest I've been home in... Uh, God knows how long. I mean, I'm used to working uh, 15, 16, 17 hours a, a, a day. And now that I'm home, uh, you know, this is definitely testing the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw this. I was testing a lot of marriages. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, in fact, I saw this quick, uh, uh, it, was a, it was a meme, I guess. And um, uh, a wife is talking to her husband and um, she had a voodoo doll. She stuck a pin in it and she says, uh, you know, can you feel that? And he says, no. And she goes into another room. She sticks it in again. She goes, well, how about now? 
<laughs> you know, metaphor for how a lot of kind of right. Feeling. It's uh, right. you know, I, I got to imagine that uh, there's going to be a lot of you know post assessments of this, but I suspect that online marriage counseling is a business that's going to pretty well, right? Yeah, now's the time to uh, to start your own little business of of marriage counseling for sure. <laughs> Uh, for sure. Uh, well, uh, I, I do want to spend a little bit of time talking with you about, you know, kind of the the early stages of as this began unfolding, uh, you know, for, for for you, and then you know, kind of coming out of it. So, kind of a twofold question: the early yeah. stages, how you reacted, and then the second part: how do you see us evolving, moving beyond this? Well, I mean, it it started like like most things where you saw uh, most people that were very concerned, and some people who were just like, "Yeah, whatever, it's it's no big deal." And I was on the fence of I was kind of stuck in the middle where I was like, you know, is this really a problem? And also, like, I'm already sort of borderline germaphobic, anyways. Where it's like, you know, I like to keep my my restaurant clean. I like to keep the bar area clean, and uh, we were just taking more precautions of that. A lot of uh, everything was sanitized more than what it normally is. Uh, we ran dishes through the dishwasher multiple times just because. And then like, after all this went down, we started just the the takeout aspect of it. At first I was, you know, we were allowed to have 10, 10 to eight people in at a time. So we were doing that. And like, at that time, we weren't allowed to do any kind of drink service. So people were coming in and they were like, oh, can I get a beer? Can I have a drink? And I'm like, I have nothing set up. Once all this, once we shut down, I took all the bottles, put them back down in the liquor room, and I locked all the beer chests because what am I going to do with it? You know, uh, so then like once it went to, it, it got even worse, then I was like, okay, no one's coming in now. So I have both doors locked. And now there's only three of us in the whole restaurant at a time. There's, I, I do uh, a little bit of front house stuff, just really doing the takeout window along with one other person. And then, you know, sometimes two cooks mm -hmm. and we have a little uh, takeout window on the side. And I don't know how many signs I've made up that says takeout here and follow all these arrows. And still everyone's just trying to pull on that door to come in because it's just, you forget about things instantly, you know, it's just like what the norm is all the time. You kind of just want to keep going the way it is, but, uh, it's hard and takeout's been good. Uh, it's just, I guess it's keeping us afloat for the time being, but, um, luckily, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, our owners of Blackstrap barbecue own the building as well. So it's not like we have to pay rent, but we do have to pay our mortgage. So whatever is going on with whatever we're making, uh, you know, that's trying to keep it afloat. Yeah. And I, I came, I come in at least uh, four times a day just because I kind of feel obligated. I'm not being paid, and whoever's working the front counter will just take their tip out and whatever they make. And the, the two guys in the kitchen, they're the ones being paid. And really the hardest thing for me when all of this started was telling 15 people that work front of the house uh, that they're laid off and that they, you know, uh, I'll call you when all this is over. And now it's been, 
you know, we're all go back to work on in two weeks. And then two weeks turned into April 4th and then April 4th turned into May 4th. And I honestly, I, I don't see any of us going back to work May 4th. I, I see it kind of prolonging a little more. Well, honestly, like I, I feel like we'll be lucky if we get a little bit of the summer left, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I mean, I just hope that once everything gets back to normal, that I, I personally think it's going to be one of the busiest days in the restaurant when, when everyone's allowed to get back out because people want those drinks. And uh, I, 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 like you, I saw a meme where it's like the hardest thing for a bartender now is going to be the person who's going to order a drink and you're going to serve them and they're going to say, oh, well, I made this much stronger at home. So, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to compete with all that for a while. Well, but, Say it a little bit about how we should deal with that situation. Right, right. right. By the way, yeah. but but you you raise an important question though, and it was about how we come out of it. Um, and so, I mean, there's just some realities, and we 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 heard it with Yvonne earlier, you know, as well that um, there's probably always been this vast underestimation of the restaurant industry and the people who really drive that industry. Uh, and the impact that's felt, you know, you having to lay off workers, for example, uh, you know, Yvonne, just like you having to, you know, mortgage still has to be paid, right? right. Um, and yet, I, I always try to find the optimism, you know, and, you know, perhaps the other thing that we may have lost because of a whole series of things like e-commerce technology is how much humanity likes to be social in the restaurant is the place to be that. Right whether you're coming in with a smaller group or having a business dinner, you know, whatever it is, um, is how do you think the restaurant industry uh, is, is going to come out of this? Um, you, you think that there'll be a deeper appreciation uh, for all that uh, the industry, what it means to society as this gathering ground, or do you think that we may see it further disrupted? I mean, we're a restaurant in a very small town as is. And there's been a lot of people in this town that show a lot of great support for us. Uh, I mean, it's a small town. We're five minutes away. We're in Winthrop. Uh, we're five minutes away from the airport. So we have a big uh, server community here. We have a big airport community here. And a lot of people are just, they're coming, they're coming in this showing strength. And, you know, every day we miss you. We miss you. We can't wait to come back. And that's great to hear. But the problem is, I think a lot of people are just going to be a little turned off just coming out, almost like a, a PTSD, if you will, with with just the general public now. So I'm hoping that like it does get back to a normal state. But I think that normal state will have to be a new normal where it's like instead of like the bar being 100 people deep we're going to see cut in half. You know, I, I see a lot of people just walking by those windows once everything opens and they say, well, you know, there's like 30, 40, 50 people in there. Maybe we should stay away. We'll come back when it's not that busy. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of people just, you know, I mean, much like myself, even before all this, when, when I saw a busy bar, being a bartender for 20 plus years, when I saw something busy, I was like, I don't really want to go in there. I'm going to have to wait in line for a drink. I don't want to do that. But now it's going to be like, well, I don't want to wait in line. And who knows if this guy's going to cough on me, right. you know? 
so it is going to be different. I, I hope that we can get back to some sort of normalcy, but I, I just don't see it really getting back to the way it once was. Yeah. Yeah. Not until you have, um, you know, a vaccine or more. Right. I think that's when you'll see, you know, that degree of comfortability. The other possibility of what has unfolded in, in China, and it's, it's, it's unimaginable to think this, but you could easily see in any gathering, you'll have to, you're either you're going to have to have a, a mask. You have to uh, show an indication of having tested negative for COVID uh, nineteen, or uh, what they were doing in China. Any establishment you walked into, you, your temperature had to be taken. Uh, and even then, I'm not sure that that's going to really solve it because you know clearly asymptomatic people were and are carriers. So you're not showing any symptoms, including a fever. So uh, you know it, it's um, in in the medical community. A lot of the folks on the front lines, they refer to this virus as a beast. Um, and because of um, just how it has learned from prior viruses um, and it's mutated, I mean, it is cl clearly a war, you know, against an invisible enemy that changes its battle plans just like that. So, but I, I do, and I'm optimistic um, that, um, you know, that humanity will, will find a way to connect, right? We'll, we'll want to get back to the restaurant uh, uh, again. Uh, so Taya, uh, how are you? I'm all right. Uh, no, it's okay to have the cat walking around. This is a new world. <laughs> so, we, you know, on, on screens across the world, we have cats and pets. And, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that we didn't see uh, Dave's two-year-old on his lap. Oh, yeah. I, locked, I locked myself in a room so they can't come in. <laughs> No, that, that would have been straight through. Yeah, that that would have that would have been fine. So um, uh, you're um, a lead bartender. Uh, yes. Um, and uh, tell me a bit about one how how you're doing. Uh, you know, personally, um, how this began uh, for you, and then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, uh, the professional side at uh, at uh, your bar. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm doing all right. I um, am very lucky. I have. Um, I live with um, my, actually my general manager um, and her boyfriend is another one of my coworkers. Um, and then my boyfriend is here. So we're, there are four of us in the uh, two bedroom apartment, um, which is actually working out a lot better than I thought it was going to. Um, but we have a nice little uh, community and we all have our roles and do our part um, and take care of each other, which is really nice. Um, so I'm just trying to stay busy personally. Um, I'm trying to uh, write. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to make. I make candles. I'm doing tarot readings for friends. I'm just trying to stay busy all day um, so that I don't um, sort of spiral inside <laughs> and get scared. Um, but yeah, trying to stay safe. My roommate is making um, masks. You can probably see that's mine right there. Um, so we're wearing masks every time we're outside. Um, just doing our best to stay healthy and take care of each other. And yeah. What was your initial response um, to COVID-19 as this began, began to unfold? I mean, you're in a, you're in a different, uh, you know, community, um, you know, than, than, uh, than, than Dave and Yvonne um, yeah. in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, how did this begin to unfold for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, as soon as I heard that it was in America, I knew, that it was going to get bad like it did 
in every other country that it was in. Um, so I was immediately on edge um, and interacting with so many different people, um, 40 plus hours a week um, was really scary. Um, there's a lot of people from all walks of life that come in and out of restaurants, as you guys all know. Um, and the asymptomatic people were freaking me out. I was wondering if I was asymptomatic. You know, um, I had a bad cold months ago. And I was like, oh my God, was that it? Who did I get sick? Like, you know, um, obviously I didn't work. Um, but, you know, all these things sort of like get in your head. Um, so it was really scary for me. Um, my company just reinstated cleanliness. We sort of started um, self-policing. So if, you know, someone without thinking scratches their face, we were told if you see your coworker doing that, point it out so they're reminded to wash their hands. Um, we had um, extra sanitizers going out all over the restaurant, mounted on walls for customer use as well, of course. Um, just everywhere, um, sanitizing menus after every single use. Um, we had a whole, you know, set up for stuff that needed to be clean, including pens, check presenters, just anything that someone touches. Um, and it was cool because our customers were very, not only understanding, but grateful. So I feel like by acting so, taking it so seriously right away, we showed people that they were safe in our restaurant, which was really great. Um, and now we are doing takeout only. Um, and we have included beer and wine with the recent bill pass. Um, but my restaurant is one of three in a restaurant group. Um, so I'm in the Cambridge location. There's another uh, Lone Star in Alston. And then there's our the first restaurant of our group, which is Deep Ellum, also in Alston. Um, so Alston is a rented building and for because they're right next door to each other. They rent that. And then my owners own the um, building that Cambridge is in, which is which is good. Um, but... I mean, we all, there's double-sided sword, but. Yeah. Well, the, the, the bar uh, is uh, you know, a major point of social interaction. Mm -hmm. And um, and now even, we will, we will come out of this. I mean, we will. We, humanity has no choice other than that. Uh, but it's going to clearly be in stages at, at minimum. And, you know, much like when you go into a supermarket now, there's physical distancing. Um, and you know, it almost seems to me that if you ever want any kind of competitive challenge to the bar, institute a practice of physical distancing. Because, right? Um, you know, how do you think that that's going to change uh, bartending in in particular? Yeah, I think that we'll see um, the effects of this in bars for a very long time. Um, I think that when we are able to reopen, we won't be able to have as many people in as, you know, our actual capacity is. Um, so there's that, well, you know, I mean, we'd already removed um, a number of stools and table, you know, just push tables together so there's more space between and stuff like that um, before this happened. So I think that um, people won't want to, as Dave said, people won't want to be in crowded bars. Um, people probably won't be able to even make it crowded. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is going to impact the restaurant industry for, I just, 
a year or so. I think it, it's going to be, and um, I mean, there's projections that the virus is going to come back as well. And so I think that's in everyone's head as well. Um, and they should be careful. They shouldn't go into crowded places. Um, so, you know, we don't want to put anyone at risk. We don't want to put ourselves or other employees at risk. Um, so, yeah, I think that this is going to change a lot about the service industry. And, um, and, and furthermore, I think that once we are able to reopen, people will see a lot of their favorite spots are, won't be able to. Um, so I think that the, the pool of restaurants, like Boston is a huge restaurant industry. Um, it's going to be very small when it is able to, when we are legally able to reopen. I, I see also that, uh, that you're, you're a fellow author. Are you doing any, any writing uh, now? Yeah, um, I actually, you mentioned the pronunciation of my name. Um, I'm working on a um, fictionalized version of how I was named. I was named after my grandpa's um, girlfriend right after World War II, Taya. And um, I've been working on a novel based on how I ended up with her name <laughs> and uh, working on it for a few years. So I'm finally able to focus on that, doing a lot of World War II research. Um, trying to get get it going so hopefully something good will come out of this oh yeah well listen uh, if, if you need any characters you got me and dave and yvonne however you need us uh, <laughs> or in our own lives we've been accused of being a character <laughs> you know for sure for sure well i i can honestly tell you that uh talking with uh the the three of you we we're all having a lot of different, you know, uh, reactions uh, to this. But one of them, for me, as this all unfolded, uh, you know, ha has been um, just how important community actually is, and how, um, you, you know, the, the the people on the front lines. And I'm not talking about a response to this medical challenge, but just the front lines of life. You know, whether uh, you know even. On opening up a you know restaurant and newly married and Dave taking care of young children, uh, Tay your your multiple pursuits like the three of you in different ways represent really you know the best of humanity, and and it's not you know it's not in the world of celebrity worship and and all these other things. I mean I'm, I'm really hopeful that part of what will come out of this is not looking past each other as much as we have. Uh, and with a stronger appreciation for the things that really do connect us in some way, uh, shape, or form. So uh, I know that um, you're all in different, the three of you are in different ways of dealing, you know, with this. But um, I personally, in talking with you today, uh, just have such enormous respect for uh, the courage, the determination, your thoughtfulness about how this has impacted other people uh, as well. Uh, you know, every day I, I, I try to have some sense of, of hope and, and optimism and talking uh, with the three of you. Well, I've had my fill of that uh, today. So thanks uh, for that. Uh, so from our work human family to all of your families, both the restaurant families and your own personal families, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Good. Good luck, everyone. Stay safe. Yeah. Yeah, stay safe. Thank you. So thank you again to Yvonne, Dave, and Taya for taking the time to speak with us today. From our work, human family, uh, to all of you and yours, and that includes your extended restaurant family as well. We really are grateful for everything that you're doing to keep communities fed, 
we're also wishing you the very best, particularly as uh, we emerge out of this pandemic. Uh, but I'm hopeful that for all of us who watched this conversation just now, uh, that we could see how vital restaurants are to any thriving community. They're where we come together to celebrate with family and friends and colleagues, something that we're all missing um, in the midst of these challenging times. We want that regular social interaction that comes from restaurants and bars. And we're also supporting community businesses and small uh, businesses when we do. So though these are challenging times, it's also great to see the resilience, the innovation in, this, in the industry. And we're also seeing how even in the midst of challenging and difficult times, uh, how those in the restaurant industry are also focused on the impact that this is having on their staffs as well. If you're looking for a reason for hope, well, this conversation uh, should have given you exactly that. And it only further reminds us that we're going to get through this and we're going to do so together and we'll be stronger as a result with a deeper appreciation for all parts of humanity. You stay healthy and stay well, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.